What is up, profitable public speaking listeners? Mark Cabrera, the podcasting coach here, helping people to launch, grow, and monetize their podcast. And we hear about tactics and strategies all the time about how to become a successful public speaker. This episode is going to be focused on how do we take charge of our public speaking careers and be proactive instead of reactive. That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. Our guest who joins us today, she's a keynote speaker, mentor, businesswoman, and author who is a results-oriented leader who values truthfulness, accountability, and fun in the workplace. She is passionate about helping her clients take charge of their careers and become more strategic thinkers. So our guest who joins us for this episode of Profitable Public Speaking is none other than Carla Howard. Carla, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. I'm happy to have you on the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast, and we do have to take charge. We do have to think in that mentality because that is how we see the success happen. You can know how it works, but you have to take charge. So I'm wondering if you could share with us, how do you help other people take charge of their careers, and how can we do it for our public speaking? Yeah, there's so many different ways to do that. I think the the first thing to really be thoughtful about is we can get really wrapped up in the day-to-day things that we're trying to get done. And we feel like we're making progress. We feel like we're moving towards our career goals, whether that's becoming a profitable public speaker or uh, if, if you're in a corporate role, you know, getting to that next level. When in fact, all of that busyness is really stopping us from moving forward because the things that consume our time are not the critical things that we need to get us to the next level. And so um, there's a couple of exercises I'll share with you that I always ask my clients to do and it helps them really hone in on what are the two, three, four things that I need to take action on today that is going to move me towards my goal. Uh, You know, we all have big goals and dreams and we should, absolutely should. I think what happens though is they feel so big and just so incredibly just grand that we we feel like, oh man, what, what is the big step that's going to get me there? And there is very rarely a big step. It's all of those little small steps that we take that ultimately get us to our goals. And Carla brings up a great point. It's going to be little steps that get us there. There's never going to be a big step where you suddenly see your transformation. And I do feel like throughout that journey, like you could be seeing like no results and not be sure of yourself. How do we get through those times to be able to eventually see that transformation? Well, one thing that I do that I coach my clients to do that has been incredibly helpful for me is I break it down into really small steps. And I do that through a journaling practice that I just love. So every morning I, uh, well, let me start back. So every hundred days I start a new journal. And I decide at the outset of that 100 days, what are the three main goals I want to accomplish in this next 100 days? They can be, you know, it could be building your email list. It might be earning a certain amount of money. It might be booking a certain number of speaking gigs. Uh, So you, you write that in the front of your journal. And then every single day, you start out with gratitude. So I'm grateful for these three things. Uh, here's my mantra for today. So when I start to get in those slumps, this is the thing that I'm going to remember and repeat to myself to pull me out of it. And then I list those three goals. 
that I set out at the beginning of 100 days. And those never change. Those stay the same throughout. But then we break it down one step further to say, what are, what are the three micro goals that I'm going to work on today that are going to help get me to those big goals? And those aren't even the things that we're going to do today. Underneath that, we say, what are the baby steps I'm going to take that are going to make my dreams come true? And, and when you do that, you end up doing small things like making a phone call to a conference organizer. You might you know, submit one application to be a speaker at an event. Uh, you might go to a networking event and talk to two people about your platform and the things that you speak on. Those are the small steps. And when you really break it down into those really small steps, those are the things that you can do. Those are the things that are achievable. And those are truly the things that when rolled up are going to get you to achieve those big goals you set out for the 100 days. And I love how you say micro goals, but then baby steps that lead to the micro goals, because a lot of people, they just stop at the micro goal when it comes to breaking down the goal and seeing step-by-step <laughs> step what it is you have to do. And it's great how Carla says, you know, fill a form, call the organizer. And these are action steps. One of the things with being a speaker is that, you know, you submit a few forms and then you wait. But in this case, it's being always proactive each day or whenever you can each week, depending on how you set yourself up with your public speaking career, you are doing something that can get you on another potential stage. And there's just so many stages for the taking. Yeah, there are. And I think uh, really looking locally, you know, for your audience, they're, they're working to build their public speaking. And a lot of times, um, you know, we get asked as speakers, I still get asked to do speaking gigs uh, at, where I don't get paid, you know, so I'll say, you know, free speaking gigs, but there's different ways that you can get value from an event. And so you want to be really thoughtful. I think in the beginning, you know, you do need to get out there and kind of, you know, get your speaking chops, make sure that your message is landing, do your learning. And many times those are for in unpaid gigs. When you begin that transition though, there's lots and lots of different types of value you can get. So uh, my keynote speaking fees generally run uh, somewhere around $8,000. I'll, I'll, I'll come down a little bit on those. Um, and when I'm speaking locally, I don't have to travel. It's you know, it's a, a, an hour trip down the road instead of a plane ride. Uh, there's lots of things to consider. So I'll reduce that speaking fee if it's not in the conference or the event organizer's budget, but I'll replace it with other values. So it might be something like, um, will you agree to give me a testimonial that I can post on my website? Will you agree to, um, if I send you a LinkedIn request for a recommendation, would you please provide a recommendation for me? If you have other products and services, you can add value to the people who are attending by either offering them a discount at the end or running a contest so that they'll get so many free seats to an online course or you know so many free copies of your book. All those things you wanna make sure that you are vetting with the person who's bringing you on to speak in advance, but there's all different kinds of value. So if your goal is to be a profitable public speaker, you want to start with 
your hundred day journal. You know, I want to make this much money. I want to book this many gigs. I, you know, want to be featured in this many articles or be on this many podcasts and then get really proactive about what are the steps that are going to get you there? What's your value proposition? And once you land that conversation, if you start to notice that your fee may be outside of what they can manage, be flexible about other value. I'm a big proponent of alternate value versus free because that, that idea of a free public speaking gig, um, it, it erodes your brand and your value. So when you replace it with a different kind of value, then that again is one more small step that's gonna take you towards being a profitable public speaker. And I do like this idea of even if you have a free speaking gig, think of a way you can use it like that LinkedIn recommendation or having a recording of that gig. There's just so many different ways to expand and be able to get the most out of the gig, even if it is free. Now, I do feel like a lot of people want to raise their speaking fees to a point where it's $8,000. So can you talk about some of the steps you took to get there and what kind of speaking gigs uh, are for that type of a uh, fee? Yeah, so that's kind of a funny one. I, I was on a, a call with a coach and uh, this was probably about two years ago and I was just entering uh, speaking gigs that were over $1,000 and I said, you know, I really want to get into the higher speaking arenas. Um, how do I do that? And he said, do you want me to tell you the difference between a $5,000 speaker and a $25,000 speaker? And I said, yeah. And he's like, okay. Get out a piece of paper and a pencil because I'm thinking it's going to be some big, you know, revelation. I've got to take all these notes. And he said, the $25,000 speaker believes they're worth $25,000. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, okay. And he's like, no, no, that's it. They believe it. You get on the phone. He said, the thing is, here's what most speakers are missing. They look at the speaking gig as it's daunting because you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm getting like, I'm going to ask for $25,000 or $10,000 or $5,000 for an hour. Like that's insane. He said, you're not getting five, eight, $10,000 for an hour. You're getting five, eight, $10,000 for 25 years of experience. You're bringing value to hundreds of people. You're going to give them actionable tips that are going to transform their lives and their careers. That is what you're getting paid for. And there was something about that mind shift that allowed me to ask and then receive the higher speaking gigs. Now, many times when I'm on, um, it, it's, it's typically those types of engagements, the five to $8,000 are typically going to be your larger conferences for someone who's not a well-known speaker like me. Um, and then the well-known speakers, you know, they're, they're 25, 30, $50,000. I'm not in that level yet. Um, so when I'm on the phone with a conference organizer, I'll always tell them two things. First of all, I'm going to be the easiest speaker you've ever worked with. You're going to get my content on time. I'll deliver exactly what I said I'm going to deliver. And, you know, I will take care of your audience. Number one. Number two, let me know what your speaker budget is because I'll do my very best to work within that. Here's my typical fee. And there's other forms of value that we can explore if that's outside of, of your budget. And that is really well received because um, especially when I travel, you know, they're paying for my travel, they're paying for my room, they've got the, the speaker budget. If I'm going to be in front of 700 people and 
I have an opportunity to share, um, I've got an online master course that's coming up. So if I've got an opportunity to share my online master course with 700 people, there's a value to that. There's also value to the recommendations. There's a value if they give me a table where I can sell my book. I mean, you really just have to have an open dialogue with the conference organizer to say, what is your budget? Uh, let's talk about some different forms of value if my typical spe speaking fee is outside of what you were planning to pay. And it's really, I mean, that's a really great approach because you're saying like, you know, you're measuring your price right off the bat. You're being flexible right off the bat. And you're saying like how much value you will provide to that event organizer. And again, this is one call at a time, one form at a time to really be able to, it's really baby steps that allow Carla to have this kind of effect and really being able to take charge of her public speaking. Yeah, and, it, and I think it's funny, if I look back over the last four years from where I started, where I am today felt, if I, if I really would have said, oh my gosh, am I going to get there? It would have felt like I just didn't know how that was going to happen, right? It's like building my website. So I built my website. It was a, just a shell. And I missed out on a really cool speaking gig about three years ago. And I reached back out to the conference organizer. I was in the pipeline. They ended up going with someone else. And I said, can you give me some feedback? Like, I would love to know what I can do to be more marketable in this space. And she gave me the kind of the bonk yourself in the head duh moment when she said, well, you don't have a speaking reel on your website. Mm -hmm. And without that, it's really hard for me to gauge how you're going to connect with my audience. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, thank you for that. You know, I missed out on a $5,000 gig. However, what I gained was well worth it. And so I hired a videographer, great guy who came in. He did a fabulous job on my speaking reel. Um, and as you said earlier, I've done engagements with very large corporations where they have their own film crew in. Um, the, I have one speaking reel that is just fabulous that they gave me the full one hour uh, video where they edited, they did the, the shifting from topic to topic um, because they had it as a posted downloadable webinar on their site. And they gave me all of that where I could just take and clip it out to create additional speaking reels. And then I also um, did a disrupt HR talk where they did the filming, they gave you the, the film. So, you know, you just learn a lot along the way. And as soon as something doesn't work out, reaching back out and saying, I just really want to learn and grow. I appreciate you considering me. Talk to me about, you know, what was missing for you and what I can do differently so that I can do better next time. And people are really helpful and just don't have any problem as long as you approach it with an open heart and just really share that you want to learn. That's a really great point because, I mean, event organizers, you're, they're used to getting like the we regard to inform you, but, you know, we can't, we can't take your gig at this time. But if you reach out and you say, what well, can I learn? That's also an opportunity for you to get the gig next year potentially. And even just in Carla's case, I mean, having a speaking reel really sets you up for getting a lot more gigs in the future. So definitely really great insights. And um, I'm wondering for people who want to continue following your work and your journey, uh, where are some good places we can find you on the web? Yeah, thank you for that. So I am really active on LinkedIn, Carla Howard. Um, you can find me there, Carla with a C. And then my website is, 
it's long. If I had to redo it, I probably would make it different, but it, it, it works and it's searchable. It is theprofessionalwomansmentor.com. Well, we will have all those links in the show notes. Um, but anyways, this was a really awesome episode and I'm super grateful for you taking the time to share all your insights with us on the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.